Good afternoon, Patriots. And today is Friday, September 1st in the year 2023. Welcome to September. We got through August, hopefully without too many burn marks, though we know that the scars are left in Lahaina, which continues to be an unraveling mess over there overall. Patriots, real quick, one thing to be absolutely certain about is when you get to a time like this with so many stretch stresses and so forth, I'm just going to tell you, it's time to like sit back, grab a my pillow, and get some great rest. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my new product from my pillow: towels that actually work. Watch this absorbency test. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with the nice design. I don't know if you can see this, but you could line a swimming pool with this. I mean, this is crazy. Get rid of it. Towels that actually work. What a concept. I really love the towels. They're really great. They're super absorbent. I'm interrupting this commercial to let you know we're having the biggest clearance sale ever. Get our six-piece towel sets for only $29.88 with your promo code. My towel sets are made with proprietary technology and include two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get our six-piece towel sets. Originally $99.98, then on sale for $49.98. Now we're closing them out for only $29.88 while supplies last. Once they're gone, they're gone, so please order now. That's right. You need towels. You need pillows. It's all at MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Use your promo code, the best promo code on the web, Bards, B-A-R-D-S, and you'll be very happy. Mike's doing a great job, and I, I don't have an answer because I saw somebody in chat just saying, is Mike going to come to Bards Fest? I don't know. He's been invited, and I don't know. He's pretty busy right now, but I know that I've sent the invite out and I'll follow up with that and uh, see what happens. But hopefully, keep your fingers crossed, keep your prayers up, and maybe we'll get an answer of yes. He was at Bards Fest 1, which was pretty awesome. And we'll see if he's going to be at Bards Fest in Kentucky, but hopefully so. Well, Patriots, this is a Friday, and fortunately, I'm happy to say that there's been a tempo drop in news. Things not as crazy today, though the insanity doesn't have to stop just because it's not in the headlines. We know that these people are always looking for trouble and doing things, but the economy is continuing to shudder pretty badly. And signs are showing with trades and the, the way things are moving in Wall Street, also the increase in gas costs and be watching the cost of oil. As oil goes up, the cost of the tank is going to go up, and that's going to be very, very hard on most Americans. Inflation is continuing to rise. That's the one thing, and that's going to be a very dangerous area. And as we're also seeing that trucking transportation jobs are plummeting in August. That wasn't helped by the fact that yellow truck line is gone. But nonetheless, it's important to note, because if those jobs are going away and we are based on a centralized economy, you have to start asking yourself what's actually happening. And those are some big questions, which we were getting some indications from last night in the interview with Ed Dowd. But these are some big issues we're dealing with right now, significant issues and things we have to be very aware of. We have to start looking at the fact that people are not buying as much. That could be good in the sense that people are becoming more self-reliant. It also could mean that they just don't have the spendable income and that we're seeing people more having to buy lower, lower cost things and do without a lot of things. Things is not so much the issue. Food is because food is increasingly a problem. Grocery stores are running an enormous amount of sales and ads right now trying to lure people in, which is trying to tell you, probably telling you that they have the food. People may not have the cash to buy it. Very important issues going on right now. So 
they, we are really in a in a place right now. We are actually in a global war. People aren't recognizing that. Part of that global war in the reality is that we are dealing with um, a fact that we have so many people out here in, in dealing with the economics from things, and we are trying to have they are trying to suffer through a time of thinking that this is we're going to get back to normal, which of course we will not. But that's part of this transition and breaking people down, and ultimately, the idea of restoring this economy to what they call or resetting this economy to the Great Reset. Now. With all that, on a global level, we're starting to see the increasing levels of concern, increasing levels of rattling of sabers and so forth. Russia's now moved into its area. They've moved in the longest-range mobile nuclear missile ever. You're starting to see uh, all sorts of things go on there. So we expect to see some craziness as we go into September is the whole point of this and see it really start to peak in October. And that'll be pretty crazy. I want you to hear this. This is a, a reflection on some technologies that we no longer supposedly have. And it kind of gives you an idea of where things have come from and how far away from truth we really are. Did you know there was an electric moving sidewalk 123 years ago at the World's Fair in Paris? Stretching 543 acres along the same River, the grounds of the 1900 Exposition Universal were the biggest in history. And just like all the other world's fairs, almost everything was destroyed afterwards, including this incredible electric moving sidewalk. It was elevated above the street on a 23-foot tall iron viaduct and consisted of three sections. One was stationary while the other ones moved continuously at three miles per hour and six miles per hour. The two and a half mile loop was constructed around the perimeter of the central square. Using the six miles per hour walkway allowed visitors to circumnavigate the square in roughly 25 minutes. All while standing still and sightseeing, the predecessor of this walkway was at an earlier Chicago World's Fair. Along the same route but moving in the opposite direction was an elevated railway system that visitors could use to get around more quickly. However, the electric walkway could accommodate up to 14,000 people at one time. On its busiest day, it carried 70,000 people in one afternoon. The gigantic scale of the exposition made it virtually impossible to see everything, which is why the Rue de Lavenir was so popular. It was both convenient and entertaining. One visitor described it as a giant wooden snake with its tail in its mouth. At Arboros of Paris, we're told that this structure was only temporary, but it had iron foundations just like the Eiffel Tower and many other masterpieces of architecture that were destroyed. Even the Eiffel Tower was supposed to be demolished. Most of these things would probably still be standing today and would be iconic landmarks like the Eiffel Tower turned out to be. These events are the plot holes of history. You really have to ask yourself, why would they destroy such amazing things? And why is it the same story all over the world? And that is the question. You know, a lot of what we're dealing with right now is as we discover the truths of our time, we're discovering how much they've buried from our past. And the World's Fairs are some of the easiest ones to zero in on because they are massive events. There was incredible technologies that all mysteriously got buried, burned, or destroyed. And all the evidence is gone and history was rewritten and we are here today. That's kind of like the moon landing thing. And I don't even need to go into that. All right, Patriots, 11 minutes after the hour.
Let's pray. Father, we come to you today before the throne, and we thank you for all that is here and all that we have. And Lord, we just present ourselves today humbly and just begin with a simple just seeking repentance and forgiveness for our walk and the things that we have done and things that sins that we have done and sins we may not even know we have done. And part of that, Father, as we pray into this, is to reveal to you today, or have you reveal to us, I should say, the when we have we are doing things that we are are sinful, to open our eyes to what they are so that we can continue to make those corrections in our life to walk more true with you. Father, we're living in a bizarre time, a time where we continue to find evidence of a past way of living that was far more advanced, far, far more sophisticated, far more technological than anything we could ever understand. And quite frankly, it's a clash of worlds. It's a clash of old where architecture was done with intricacies and, and sophistication, and there was all sorts of in, in issues or technologies that were involved there that were very mechanical-based versus a world today that is very silicon-digital-based. And worlds that one world and world we are today where software does the work where mechanics did it in the past. And this becomes a very evident issue that at a certain point in time in our history, that past history was buried, was suppressed, was, was burned and destroyed. All of that to sever us from, an, from a way of seeing the world and being in the world that quite frankly, and, and what I believe truly in my heart was a world that was more resonant with you a world that lived in a frequency that was more in a line with you, a world that was more balanced within the world itself and with you. Unfortunately, we live in a world now that's based on ones and zeros. It's a world that is literally done in such a way that silicon and chips process and do things for us. We imagine we are actually doing things when we touch flat screens and don't use mechanical keys. We walk through a world thinking that we're thinking when the, when the machines are doing it for us. And we are not creating as we were with our hands or fabricating with our techniques in our hands at all. That's the, the, it's part of the ancient paths that we seek, Father. And in a time like this, when there's so much disruption in our world, our prayers literally are a separate, separation from the direction of the modern to return to the foundations of the past. To go back to a time where things were simpler, things were more balanced, Things were done with more mechanics rather than digital. Things were done with our hands rather than with machines doing it for us or worse, software processing our thoughts for us. This is a world in the past that didn't have artificial intelligence as we do today. Is it in a world where we didn't have the, the advantages of or the, whatever, the use of instant everything rather than we had to take time to process, take time to do, take time to be with one another? So, Father, that's the ancient path, Jeremiah 6.16, and we seek those. And today, humbly before you, with all those that join in this prayer, it's something that we're praying for, for the revival of a simpler way, a resurrection of a past way of seeing the world, being in the world, valuing ourselves, family, children. Those things were valued more. In this day and age, we move so quickly. Children get lost in the fray. We live in a world now where parents find it to be normal to take a child that was gifted to them, born into their arms, and then decide somewhere along the way that the child can decide it doesn't want to be the gender that it is. These sorts of tragedies and, and mental delusion are truly the hands of the father of lies and are the instruments of destroying the world through the children. The children, which are literally, quite frankly, the fabric and foundation of creation 
and the inspiration of innocence across this globe. So, Father, we're praying into this very holy, that we're asking you as we sit before you today for a great shaking, a shaking that will disrupt this world of digital, fast, convenient, easy, and return us back to a time that took us to as much pleasure, but the satisfaction coming from actually making things, of seeing the mastery of mechanics, to seeing how gears and pulleys and and iron and steel and welding and, and riveting will actually make a society great versus the idea of robots and silicon and batteries and electric cars that are more explosive than anything we've ever seen. This is sort of a, this illusion that we're living in here, Father, is unbelievable. And unfortunately, there's a large number of people that have been so brainwashed that they're following in that path. So part of this prayer of disruption is also to awaken those many, to awaken a nation that still walks in in a zombie state, to shake the foundation of a nation that must now look truly into the mirror and realize who it really is. And to stop deluding ourselves that somehow this is there's greatness and perfection and excitement in where we are when we haven't fixed the fundamental problems in our world. We're so quick to race ahead, but we're so slow to take time or even apprehensive to fix what we have before we go to the next step. We're literally caught by the shiny silver object and we simply chase after that next great thing. We're running after the ideas of a new technology gadget or gadget and trying to find that next thing that's going to make us happy. And in the end, it doesn't do anything of of the sort. So, Father, in that sense, our prayers are very deeply rooted today at the root of the culture to take time. And we pray and declare over this time to take time as a nation, take time as nations in the Western world to breathe, to anchor ourselves firmly in that rock of faith, to address the problems of our time that are immense, homelessness, child sex trafficking, the mutilation of children, the destruction of our society by a vax. And so, Father, as we pray this very deeply today, we just pray for a pause, a calm to set in, for people to take a moment to breathe in, to reflect on where we are, and to be honest with that breath, and to start to see the world with your eyes in a way that humbles us, perhaps shocks us as to what we've allowed happen, but to at the same time unites and inspires us with the powers and passions of the the fires of righteousness. Guide us in this time, Father. It is so deeply important that we literally rise up and face this beast that tries to tear down our worlds, destroy our families, and return to a place where we find unity and the strength of love with one another and common ground with all of, with the different ways that we see the world. For we are one body with diverse ways of diverse characters and diverse beings, not a unibody formed on one template and, ma- and replicated over and over. Guide us and protect us, and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Really is important right now that we take a big reflection on things and look carefully at where we are because it's the problem we're having is that there is a past that's quite amazing and there's a past that's rooted in innovation you know my dad had a when he was young there was a dustpan that my grandmother had and that dustpan was folded metal it was perfect it was done not it wasn't done with a bench break it wasn't done with a metal metal break it was done simply with tap and hammer and using an edge of, of type like an anvil to bend it. And what it was was it was a perfectly constructed 
dustpan. It was one of the best dustpans I've ever seen because it was, it was had a very, very sharp front edge. And the metal was strong but thin. You can't find one because it didn't come from that. This was something my dad did when he was a young boy just as a, as a thing to do because he took a coffee can, repurposed it, and he made a dustpan out of it. We just don't see that sort of thing anymore. When I grew up, I grew up with erector sets and Lincoln logs. And they were real. They were tangible. We made things with them, right? I grew up in middle school. We had, I, I learned motors by taking apart a Briggs & Stratton motor, wearing, working on lawnmowers, doing welding. These things were tangible. There was home ec in, in my middle school. And high school, there was wood shop. There was drafting. Not drafting with computers, but drafting with pencil and 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 pen. We had automotive shop. These were all certificate programs that people could lead and go into jobs outside. Welding was another one. Plumbing was another one. The tangible skills were there. The trades, the crafts, they were all there. But today, all of that's pushed aside for this nonsense of cerebral, I don't know what it is. It just fills our brains with garbage. And we have to start getting back to the tangible and solid in our life as we move forward and encourage our youth to do the same. Not to do so, we risk really losing this nation. And it's time to be wake, wake up and realize what's at risk. Now, I played this piece last night. I want to play it again today. This is a powerful piece. This is a civil rights attorney that really is lit up about the war that we face and what our responsibilities and duties are. We, the people, is how the Constitution starts. A magistrate is a person that operates under authority. They have power. They are higher magistrates and they are lesser magistrates. The founding fathers of this country understood that there's going to come a point in time where the federal government will need to be checked. If not, they will become tyrants. And that is what's happening now. So, the Declaration of Independence says that everyone, by virtue of being a human being, has the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The federal government, too, the federal government, their purpose is to protect the rights of those citizens, the rights of us to our life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. The third point of that document is if they fail to protect its citizens and enforce those rights, the citizens have a right to revolt. The people. I want to hear the mandate 
enumerated in the Constitution. Because for the fact that it's not enumerated means that that authority and those rights go to us. You That's a benefier and a good benefier. And that's really where we all need to be. We've got to understand that this is a war we're at and they've come from the children and they've gone far beyond. When COVID started, I think most people were overwhelmed, not really knowing where to go. And little by little, there was a solid group of patriots assembled to re- that we're going to say no, but we found our strength in one another to understand that we weren't really of a minority, but that the fools were just walking in the voice of making themselves seem like a majority. This has been a war for a long time, but it broke out heavily in May of 2020. And it's only continued and it only continues more as we watch this world unravel and we watch these psychopaths continue to try to manipulate things to bring us to our knees. There shouldn't really be in your heart any trepidation, any hesitation, or even any fear. Because at this point in time, we've been through this continent once before. And whatever lies ahead, it's all been the preparation and conditioning for whatever they throw at us that we just shrug off. But what has to start happening is the passion, the the fire, the righteousness that has to light up in everybody to realize exactly as as that attorney just said. They They declared war on us. They declared war on us, our civil servants, the people that we elected into office, who then hired an army of people we never approved nor gave authority to. They declared war on us, we the people. That can never be forgotten. That can never be set aside. And every person in the government who has done nothing to stand for the Constitution, they have not taken their voice, regardless of the cost, They have protracted this war longer and more deadly on the American people because they also became part of the machine. Many Americans were part of this war, and I would say they weren't intending to be, but unfortunately they were weak. They were ill-prepared, and they lacked the cognitive skills to separate the crazy from the real. But where we sit today, We have clear eyes, and more people are joining those ranks. There's a lot of damage that's been done in the meantime. But right now, this is about those who are either going to comply or those that will defy. And that's the simple line. It's not politics. It's not Democrat or Republican. That's garbage. Because if you're voting for Biden or you're voting for DeSantis or you're voting for George Bush or whatever you're going to vote for, all of those candidates are part of deep state. You might as well be voting for the same. The uniparty versus the people. Those that stand with the royals and those that stand with the republic. We're back to 1776 and our public is divided. But we shall overcome because when victory comes by our hand and it will come by our hand with God leading our hands, this nation will be restored. 
and all of those who took the side of the wrong side of this will have to give temperance to with some grace, but they, will, they cannot be let go without being reminded of what they did because that burden is theirs to carry. And we will never restore this nation if we aren't honest and truthful and demand that people accept accountability for the destruction that they have done. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight. For Bards FM, we're going to have Maria Z on tonight. Super exciting. She's from Australia. Great show down there. If you don't know who she is, check her out. Z with three E's on the end. She'll be on this evening. Until then or until the next time, God bless. And out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest to wait, but this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
an old evil that has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs>